0: You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the Thursday, November 2nd, reading of the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. Woodland Park Favorite, Gold Hill Theaters, Hits Pause. Written by Jessica Van Dyne. Former Woodland Park Athletic Director, named to Colorado Springs Sports Hall of Fame. Written by Doug Fitzgerald. Election results to be delayed due to ballot mix-up. Written by Pat Hill. Busy day for area firefighters. Written by Marianne Magen and following up with miscellaneous articles. The first article is entitled, Woodland Park Favorite Gold Hill Theaters Hits Pause," written by Jessica Van Dyke. Maybe it was Netflix, maybe it was COVID-19, maybe it was money. Maybe it was a combination of all three. Whatever the cause, Gold Hill Theaters in Woodland Park this week closed its doors temporarily, for now, leaving questions as to what's next for the venue. A letter posted at the location in a strip mall at the corner of US 24 and Colorado 67 said the theater was temporarily closed while management explored options to maintain the longtime business. Despite our best efforts, the challenges of the current times have made it increasingly difficult to sustain operations." The letter noted. We sincerely apologize for any inconvenience this closure may cause, and we thank you for your understanding during this difficult transition. Described online as a snug 1970s-era movie house showing first-run films in casual surrounds with a small-town feel. The theater offered three new releases each day, along with weekly classic movie showings, religious films, local documentaries, and special events. Local advertising preceded films, and teens worked the concession and ticket counter, where admission prices averaged $10. Owner Josh Overton confronted strong headwinds in November twenty-two. In November 2022, the Pikes Peak Courier previously reported battling streaming services and the pandemic, the lifelong Woodland Park resident was touched by community donations his GoFundMe generated and said asking for help was the most difficult part. Thank you for reaching out, read an emailed response after an attempt to contact management regarding the closure. We are not looking to any press due to this being an extremely difficult situation for us. Dozens of comments voicing an outpouring of support were left on Gold Hill's Facebook post about the shutdown, including offers to help with free branding and volunteer work. I've been a supporter of this theater since I was a child in the seventies. Facebook user Jody Vindemer Griebmer wrote. I also worked there for about eight years in the 90s and have loved all of the changes and the cozy place this is. I have many, many great memories at this place. You will be greatly missed. So sorry to hear this. The venue proved an ideal place for the Ute Pass Historical Society to show its documentary Dude Ranches in the Shadows of Pikes Peak to local audiences during the past year. Donna Finical, the organization's president, said. We greatly appreciate them, and they have worked very closely with us, Finical said, of the owners. Later adding, we've talked about the concern to reach the local audiences, and this theater was a great way to reach them in what began as one or two planned documentary showings turned into five as local audiences gobbled up most of the tickets, Finnickel said. The Historical Society has another documentary in the works. But for now, events such as cult classic underground movie night are paused at 615 Midland Avenue and the theater's Showtime sign that advertised Taylor Swift, the era tour just days before has gone dark. Our next article is entitled, Former Woodland Park Athletic Director, Named to Colorado Springs Sports Hall of Fame, written by Doug Fitzgerald. Is there anything in sports that former Woodland Park High School Athletic Director Bob Graff hasn't done? He's been a coach, administrator, teacher, and official at the high school, collegiate, and Olympic levels throughout his illustrious career. In recognition of his extraordinary career, Graf was honored with the F. Don Miller Award at the Colorado Springs Sports Hall of Fame banquet on October 24. The Miller Award is to those locally dedicated to the importance of sports in building young lives. Few exemplify that more than Graff, who served as the Athletic and Activities Director at Woodland Park from 2000 to 2005 and has lived in Teller County for over 40 years. Likewise, few could be more humble in being so honored. F. Don Miller contributed so much to the athletic and Olympic developments in the area, said Graff. It means that in some small way, the Colorado Springs Sports Corp believe that I was able to contribute to the young athletes, organized sports, and leadership in the area. At the time Graf served in Woodland Park, his position oversaw athletics and activities district-wide, from elementary school through high school. During his tenure, Woodland Park installed its first all-weather track, starting hosting track meets, created a combined field day that had all elementary schools competing against each other and purchased badly needed football gear for the middle school. He was also active in the community, serving with the Teller County Search and Rescue, the Florissant Fire Department, and as a reserve deputy sheriff for Park County. But those things are just the tip of grasp of the graph iceberg. According to his awards bio, Graf also coached the Army World Class Athlete Program, spent six years at University of Colorado at Colorado Springs, 17 years with United States Air Force Academy, and 18 years at Wasson High School. During his time at Wasson, he coached the team to the 5A state track and field title in, the, in 1998. With a state champion or place finisher in 17 of 18 events. While with the U.S. Air Force Academy, Graf guided Air Force athletes to four USAFA records, seven program all time marks, five conference titles, 13 all conference selections, 31 scoring finishes at the Mountain West Championships, and five appearances at the NCAA West preliminaries," the bio said. Graf was also an official at the 1984 Olympics in Los Angeles and the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta. He has served as an administrator and official in numerous other athletic competitions. As a young man starting out in education, I never dreamed that my career would have evolved into such a rewarding experience, Graf said. I started coaching when I was asked by a principal to help out because the school needed coaches. I enjoyed the work with the athletes so much, I decided this was an added benefit to working in education. Looking back, Graf credits other for much of his remarkable career. I was blessed with working with wonderful coaches, talented athletes, and dedicated educators, he said. It is difficult to explain the personal feelings and satisfaction of working with young people for 50 years. I have seen so many young athletes become husbands, wives, parents, and good productive citizens. I still stay in touch personally or through social media with so many of them. I only hope that I have made some small contribution in their lives. The next article is entitled, Election Results to be Delayed Due to Ballot Mix-Up, written by Pat Hill. Teller County voters will face a delay in learning the results of the election, November seven. Due to the vendor-caused error of printing and mailing mistaken ballots to 14,812 registered voters, Stephanie Keyes, the county clerk and recorder, is taking extra precautions. We do not anticipate having all ballots counted on election night, said Keys, reporting October 26 to Teller County Commissioners. We are going to take at least two days to count votes because, ultimately, we want to present a true, accurate, and legal count of the votes of our citizens. Alerted to the mistake a day after the 19,520 ballots hit email boxes, Keys reacted. I called the vendor and the Secretary of State's office, and we put a plan in place, she said. The vendor sent the replacement ballots October 20 to the affected voters, four days after the mistaken ballots were mailed. Voters received ballots on Tuesday, October 24, Keyes said. That was great news for us, as we have plenty of time to get everything straightened out. To address concerns about being tagged for voting twice, that won't happen, Keyes said. We created a process to track the numbers, she said. People can send in the replacement ballot, even if they've already voted. Keys added that she and her staff appreciated the public's patience. We've had calls from people who were extremely gracious and sympathetic to our struggle, she said. Keys and her staff have responded to the hundreds of phone calls, some accusatory and others gracious, said Commissioner Dan Williams. I would just ask for continued grace, he said. A lot of people are unhappy. We stand for you, Stephanie. Commissioner Bob Campbell added, I just want to point out that it was a vendor mistake. They accepted blame and are covering all the costs. Campbell took out after social media and the misinformation. Social media is not the answer. The answer is in the clerk's office and the website, Campbell said. I give a shout out to Stephanie and her employees. They are doing everything they can to fix the vendor mistake. Thank you for your quick action. Commissioner Eric Stone added that if voters are concerned, they can receive a fresh ballot in the clerk's office. Two keys, Stone added, whatever resources you need you can pick up the phone and you got it. Getting it right is the most important thing and we support you 100%. For people who vote in person, the centers open at 9 a.m. in Divide at the grocery store, in Cripple Creek adjacent to the courthouse on Bennett Avenue and at the Motor Vehicle Division in Tamarack Square in Woodland Park. There are 24-7 surveillance, cameras at each, Stone said. A day after the meeting, Keys said she will provide updates on the election reporting system. My plan is, before we leave election night, to post on the website approximately how many ballots we have left to count, she said in an email. The next article is entitled, Busy Day for Area Firefighters, written by Marianne Mogan. Lake George Fire Protection District was paged to a vehicle fire off Highway 24 and Trail Creek Road at 10.12 a.m. on October 24. The truck was a Teller County waste truck and the full load of garbage was in flames. The trash was removed and firefighters worked to put out the pile that was on fire. The driver was not injured and had moved the truck safely off the road and there was a little damage to the truck. Mutual aid was requested and Florissant Fire Protection District responded with two trucks and two firefighters to assist. Firefighters continued to dig through the garbage until the fire was completely out and the garbage was loaded into a dumpster and hauled away. It is unknown what started the fire there were several potential items including a box of ashes that could have caused ignition just as they were ready to depart from the incident ffpd was paged to another vehicle fire in the west end of indian creek subdivision on crystal peak drive when firefighters arrived on scene the pickup truck was fully engulfed and there was a small extension to the surrounding vegetation LGFPD assisted FFPD in putting out the fire both to the grass and stumps as well as the vehicle itself. Six responded from FFPD, and LGFPD sent eight firefighters and three trucks to assist. Together, they were able to effect- effectively extinguish both the truck and vegetation, but the truck was a total loss. The cause of the fire is undetermined at this time. The latter incident lasted approximately two hours, which does not include the time spent rehabbing the equipment, trucks, and personnel. The next article is entitled, You'd Pass, EMT, Killed in Crash, Was Cool, Unique Individual, written by Pat Hill, Johnny Culpepper, a part-time EMT for the Ute Pass Regional Health Service District, died in a two-car crash in unincorporated Lake County on October 17. Before leaving to attend the memorial service of Culpepper held Sunday in Salida, Ethan McCulso and Kaylin Hathaway took a moment to remember their friend, adventurous, compassionate, and generous. Culpepper left her imprint on colleagues after only a year with the department. She was a cool, unique individual who connected with everyone immediately, said Hathaway, an emergency medical technician. Bonnie was well-loved. Culpepper's death was a culture shock for McCulso. She had an adventurous spirit. She would sleep in her makeshift van and travel everywhere, he said, I was envious of her. Her death really hit us hard. She was a great human being. Generous with her time, Culpepper was going to teach McCulso and his kids to ski this winter. She was always willing to help, he said, and she always wanted to expand her skills. Culpepper was also a full-time EMT for Eagle County Paramedic Services and was on her way home from a shift when the crash occurred. Our hearts are broken, Eagle County Paramedic Services CEO Brandon Daruna said in a Facebook post. We have lost a beautiful soul. We miss her light and her spirit. Culpepper, who was also a popular musician in Salida, had worked for Eagle County Paramedic since May. She was also an avid climber, hiker, and skier. Culpepper was killed in a head-on collision, according to multiple media reports. The cause of the crash is under investigation. The ECPS Facebook post said Culpepper's career began as an emergency department tech at UC Health Memorial Central in Colorado Springs. She was also taking classes toward a paramedic certification at CMC Leadville. She was an agriculturist working on organic and hydroponic farms, the Post said. Bonnie was also a professional singer, songwriter, musician, and music teacher. We send our deepest condolences to Bonnie's family, friends, coworkers, and everyone who knew her, Daruna said. The next article is entitled, Woodland Park Library is DIY Technological Nirvana, said, written by Pat Hill, Recording and podcast capabilities, filmmaking equipment, and photography printers highlighted in the RLD Studio. The Woodland Park Library is hip, a cool place to be. Add the new makerspace on the lower level, and the place ascends to the realm of innovation with DIY resources. To top it off, early next year, the library will open a coffee shop in partnership with Righteous Grounds in Woodland Park. In the studio, musicians can record high-quality demos on CDs. People can do podcasts, and photographers can print photos, said Tim Miller, director of Rampart Library District, which includes a branch in Florissant. In the old days, patrons were only able to check out books. But that was yesterday. You can check out a camera and print the photos here, Miller said. A glimpse of the studio with padded soundproof walls reveals the scope of services for library cord holders, each innovation funded by the Rampart Library District Foundation. This is Tim's dream, said Jean Baldwin, the Foundation's president. He took us kicking and screaming into the 21st century. To help patrons navigate the technology in the RLD studio, the library will have a facilitator on hand. With fundraisers such as the recent Night at the Library, along with donations from Newmont Mining Corp and CORE, the foundation added the the Makerspace to the 21st Century services. In addition to computers, Makerspace provides 3D printers laser engravers, sewing machines, circuit machines, printmaking presses, and robotics. With all the technological opportunities, the library shines when it comes to actual reading. For instance, 967 adults and children signed up for the library's summer reading program. To enhance the experience for children, in addition to the reading program, the library's activities director started a children's story time. Activities are a growth sector for libraries, Miller said. 2022 was the best year for programming we've ever had, and 2023 is going to even be better. For adults, activities include community conversations about hot-button topics. If you can get people in the same room talking about issues, Instead of taking shots at one another on Facebook or Instagram, typically you can reach some kind of equilibrium, Miller said. People get passionate about certain topics and show up. The most controversial topic so far was about the book Between the World and Me by Coates for a gathering that attracted 75 people. It was a tough conversation, Miller said. When Woodland Park School Director Ken Watt and the school board stopped the book from being taught in a high school class, there were repercussions at the library. We saw more checkouts for that book than we ever did, but it got our community galvanized in talking about the book, Miller said. The wonderful thing about our community is that we do not believe in censorship or book bans. It is important that a library be able to provide all perspectives and ideas behind an issue, not remove ideas, Miller said. The way to strengthen a culture is to provide a marketplace of ideas. Our community has been overwhelmingly behind us. Ideas empower a community, Miller said. It's been wonderful to come into that as a director. And the foundation is empowering this library, but it's also citizens who are supportive of who we are and what we do. He said, I'm a library zealot. The next article is Business Buzz written by Pat Hill. The Business Buzz features news about the economic scene, promotions, acquisitions, and expansions. Hardcastle Home Services hosts a free senior education seminar during a potluck lunch at 11.45 a.m. November 14 at the Woodland Park Senior Center. Hardcastle's general manager, Kyle Lewis, will offer tips on air filters, how how to reprogram a thermostat, and how to change batteries in smoke and CO detectors. Each participant will receive a coupon to be used for services by Hardcastle in Woodland Park. For information, call SIPES at 719-686-6742. Thank you for joining us for the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at